in August 2022, in a workshop in Tongling City, eastern China's Anhui province, Zheng Dongping was deeply engrossed in the task of making the wax materials, which would be used later for bronze casting. Panting heavily, he was kneading the doughy mixture repeatedly, with beads of sweat trickling down from his forehead. Zheng has been making the wax for more than a decade, and every time he does so, he must concentrate and exert all his strength to ensure that the wax is kneaded to the optimal state. This is a crucial step in the traditional lost wax casting. The wax needs to be kneaded until it is increasingly smooth and fine to the touch. This ensures all the ingredients it contains are fully fused together. Only at this point can the wax be shaped into models. The traditional lost wax method is the process by which a single metal object is cast from a wax model. The wax is a mixture of a range of ingredients, including natural wax, rosin, and animal or vegetable oil, among other things. Once the wax models are created, a clay mold is built around them. Under a high temperature, the clay mold is hardened and the wax melts out, leaving a cavity where the liquid bronze can be poured in. The last step is to wait for the bronze to solidify and take shape and then break the clay mold to retrieve the completed object. As early as the preaching period, more than 2,000 years ago, China had already developed the lost wax method for bronze casting. This method boasts a distinct advantage in its capacity to produce intricately designed objects with multiple surfaces in one single casting. However, the lost wax method is a time-consuming process that involves numerous steps and is vulnerable to various sources of interference. As such, it requires a significant amount of accumulated experience over the years to master. Due to its complicated nature, this ancient casting method has gradually declined in popularity. Nonetheless, there are still individuals like Zheng Dongping who are dedicated to preserving and passing down this ancient technique. When asked about why he generates interest in the lost wax method, Zheng Dongping explained to us about his great passion. Bronzeware holds a significant position in the history of Chinese art, and therefore it naturally caught my attention. Bronzeware casting involves various techniques, such as pismo casting, lost wax casting, and so on. I have developed an interest in the lost wax casting technique and decided to learn it. Born in 1972 in Tongling, Anhui province, Zheng Dongping grew up in a region where copper played a significant role in the local culture. Tongling, which derives its name from the Chinese word for copper, Tong, was once a prosperous hub of copper production. This environment greatly influenced Zheng Dongping's choice for his career.
1993, Zheng Dunping, in his early 20s, like many other dreamers, embarked on a solo journey to Beijing with nothing but his luggage. With a solid foundation in art and inherent artistic potential, he quickly secured a suitable job as a designer and a clay sculpture artist. Riding on a tricycle through the busy streets of Beijing and delivering his works to clients became his routine. In 1995, recommended by a colleague, Zheng Dongping entered college for further study. Three years of systematic learning gave him a renewed understanding of his aspirations and dreams. He wanted to blend his proficiency in sculpture with the bronze culture prevalent in his hometown. After completing a comprehensive study of sculpture in college, Zheng returned to his hometown to pursue his career in bronzeware crafting. As time went by, Zheng crafted more and more bronze pieces. However, he soon realized that the skills he had honed were not enough to achieve the desired effects when crafting pieces with intricate features. It was then that he started to ponder about the traditional lost wax casting technique. Certain bronze wares, such as those with hollow structures or suspended shapes, can be particularly challenging to craft by conventional techniques. Relatively speaking, lost wax casting is more capable of catching these fine details. The wax used under the lost wax casting method can be modeled into a wide range of shapes with great precision thanks to its excellent plasticity. Thus, the lost wax method is more suitable to cast objects with complex and detailed designs, such as three-dimensional hollow patterns. However, to learn this skill proves to be difficult. Given the scarcity of people fully mastering in this ancient skill at that time, he had to make significant efforts to gather relevant information. I finally managed to make contact with several experts. They provided me with some valuable materials after learning what I was doing. One old master in particular shared his research with me. He recommended that the wax should be made using a mixture of 90% of natural wax and 10% of rosin. With guidance from the experts, Zheng Dongping began to apply the lost wax method in his works. However, he soon realized that mastering the theoretical knowledge alone was not enough. The practical operation of the lost wax was much more complicated than he had anticipated. And even the most basic steps of making the wax posed a significant problem. The process of making the wax may sound simple, just to fuse beeswax, rosin, and animal vegetable oil, etc. together. But what was the precise amount of each ingredient, and exactly where the optimal timing of adding each ingredient lay during the process? These are the problems that were really hard to grasp. Despite encountering numerous failures, Zheng never gave up. 
understanding the impact of climate and temperature on the wax-making process, Zheng adjusted the proportion of the ingredients involved in the cooking time to correspond with each season's unique characteristics. After several months of tireless experimentation, he finally mastered the method of producing high-quality wax under varying conditions. I am a person who forgets the pain when the sky is healed. I basically can't remember the failure, and it has little effect on me. The moment I find the reason why I failed, I become very excited, because I feel that I have found a way to success, and the feeling of frustration is completely gone. This fearless attitude towards failure enabled Zheng to persist in the arduous process of learning the traditional lost wax method. He gradually applied this method to his actual creations. As he became increasingly sophisticated in managing lost wax casting, he sought out even more challenging projects. In my opinion, what makes an artifact more difficult to craft is when it has intricate and elaborate designs, such as the Chenzhang round pot. Chenzhang round pot is a delicate bronze wine container which was named after Chenzhang, a general of the state of Qi in the Warring States period in ancient China more than 2200 years ago. It is extremely complex in design, with refined wire meshes intersecting with each other on the port, and the exquisite bronze plum blossom nails scattered on the meshes. It was no easy task for Zheng Dongping to duplicate bronzeware with such excellent craftsmanship. The artifact is too precious and it is rarely exhibited. I've never seen it in person when I decided to make a replica. Few pictures of it were available at that time. Actually, I had no knowledge at all about its real internal structure. Worse still, the few pictures available at hand were highly blurry, unable to capture the details of the artifact. With limited information, Zheng had to rely on his own interpretation to piece together the whole. A bronze part covered by numerous elaborate wine meshes. How could Asian craftsmen have cast them together? That's incredible. Based on my own observation from the limited pictures at that time, I believed those parts were cast as a single entity from the beginning, and if that was the case, I would do the same. To make a replica of the Chenzhang round port, the first major step for Zheng was to make a wax model as identical as possible with the original one. But this was definitely not easy to do. The bronze plum blossom nails on the wire meshes are crafted with remarkable precision, featuring highly detailed and complex designs that are exceptionally challenging to carve. Moreover, there are hundreds of the nails. The 
Creating the Y-Mesh model alone was already complex, and added to that, carving the details of the plum blossom nails and meticulously attaching them one by one onto the meshes proved to be even more challenging and tedious. With great patience and relentless practice, the wax model of the plum blossom nails that Zheng Dongping crafted started to bear a closer resemblance to the original. After completing the wax model of the entire bronze artifact, Zheng managed to make a duplicate of the Chenzhang round pot. However, to Zheng's disappointment, when he exhibited his work to the public, experts from Nanjing Museum, the place where the original Chenzhang round pot is collected, told him that while the replica closely resembled the external appearance of the original, the internal structure was far from accurate. Then, guided by the experts, Zheng, for the first time, closely observed the original bronze artifact, and he suddenly realized that he was wrong right from the very beginning. The original one was not cast as a whole in one go. My team and I were truly ashamed. Ignorance led us to believe that we could make a replica based on the limited information at hand. But in reality, we didn't even have a clue. We later learned that Chenzhang round part was made up of many parts and not cast as a single entity as we had thought at the time. In fact, Chenzhang round part is composed of several parts, including the neck, body, base and wire meshes, etc. It can be roughly divided into inner and outer structures. Bearing this in mind, Zheng started his work again. He first crafted the inner layer of the port, including the neck, body and base, and then began to make the outer layer of the mesh. This again turned out to be quite a challenging work. Since the mesh is composed of 96 coiled dragons and 576 plum blossom nails, interlocked and fastened together, it forms an extremely complicated spatial structure. In order to make the wax model of the mesh, Zheng first had to figure out the tangled trajectory between them. Previously, we had noticed that the mesh had an intertwined structure, but our understanding was wrong at the time. We only perceived it as a flat design based on the pictures we had, but in reality, it is more intricate with complex spatial interlocks, such as the entanglements between plum blazer nails. Hard work finally paid off when Zheng Dongping figured out the interlocking structure of the mesh. With the experience gained from the first attempt, Zheng Dongping was this time able to complete the wax model of the wire mesh in just two weeks. After a series of polishing and assembly stages, a replica with great accuracy was successfully cast by Zheng. I've been making bronzeware for almost 20 years. Among the works I've made, the Chenzhang round part took me more than five years to complete. However, up until now, I still haven't fully deciphered the crafting techniques of the Chenzhang round part. 
I don't know how many more years I will need to spend on this piece of work. As Zheng Dongping reflected on this arduous journey, he was still brimming with excitement, unable to conceal his admiration for the intricate artistry of the ancient Chinese artisans. During this challenging restoration process, I gained deep respect for the intricate craftsmanship of ancient Chinese artisans who honed their skills over 2,000 years ago. I was deeply impressed by their dedication and ingenuity, and I realized that there was much more for me to learn about the traditional lost wax method. Jiang Dongping is a renowned master of bronze casting, especially famous for his expertise in the traditional lost wax casting method. For years, he has devoted himself to studying this ancient skill and is constantly exploring ways to merge it with modern smelting technology. Footprints continues with Zheng Dongping's journey of mastering and reviving the traditional lost wax casting method and how he promotes bronze culture through his works. to successfully cast a replica of Zhenjiang round port made Zheng Dongping more determined than ever to go further on this path. He plans to combine traditional lost wax method with modern elements to create new works of art. Chenzhang Run part represents the memory of the past. Now I'm thinking about our generation, particularly those like myself who are studying bronze casting techniques and artistic modeling. I wonder what valuable contributions we can make. He got the answer while examining some Han Dynasty artifacts on which a popular decorative pattern caught his attention. It was Yunqi pattern, a cloud-like design frequently used by ancient Chinese craftsmen. The Yunqi pattern is a typical decorative design of the Han Dynasty. It can be seen on stone carvings, lacquerware, and on bronzeware. The Yunqi pattern contains intersecting and hollow details that cannot be fully presented in a three-dimensional manner if applied only to the surface of artifacts. However, the traditional lost wax method is able to precisely capture the complexities of the pattern in a three-dimensional form. With a clear direction in mind, Zheng Dongping designed a new piece of work, Ta Yun Wan Li, literally translated as Treading on Clouds for 10,000 Miles, which features a dragon riding on clouds and flying through mist. The clouds with the Yunqi pattern ridden by the dragon should naturally be white, but making white bronze remained a difficult task for him, since bronze alloys typically contain copper and tin, which give the metal a yellowish and reddish color. Uh, 
My option was to add Nico to the bronze. Since the melting point of Nico is higher than that of bronze, we made many attempts to find out the best method of casting the alloy. A higher melting point of nickel means that its fluidity quickly decreases once the temperature drops below that point. Moreover, as more nickel is added during the melting process, the fluidity of the liquid alloy also decreases due to the increasing volume. This made it even harder for Zheng Dongping to create his bronze work, which is of a large size. He had to experiment with a different proportion of alloys to achieve the desired result. At first, we cast some small pieces and then gradually increased the amount of metal molting at one time. It was difficult at first because no one had done it before and we didn't understand it well. Luckily, we got the temperature right and it turned it out to be suitable for casting our work. With the right method, as well as his previous experience, Zheng Dongping successfully created the bronze work, treading on clouds for 10,000 miles. The exquisite three-dimensional cloud-like pattern, with its soft, smooth lines, brings out the true beauty of the auspicious cloud, upon which a dragon proudly rides and soars towards the heavens. The details of the design capture the power and grace of the dragon, while the subtle curves of the clouds evoke a sense of tranquility and harmony. Today, after several decades devoted to bronzeware casting, Zheng Dongping has made numerous masterpieces, many of which have been collected by museums both at home and abroad. He believes that every time he casts, he is engaging in a dialogue with the ancient craftsmen. When we modern people look at the bronzewares made by our ancestors, we can see that their craftsmanship and aesthetic taste far surpass ours. They were true artists of that era. I always want to go to museums to see bronzewares wherever I go. These bronzewares, with their unique traditional cultural symbols, have given me a lot of inspiration. When I see these bronzewares, I get particularly excited and feel that there are many things for me to do. With even greater passion, Zheng Dongping is now actively searching for new approaches to make the lost wax method more relevant to a modern context where we live today. The traditional lost wax casting method has been integrated into various aspects of modern metalworking, such as casting gold, silver, meteorite iron, steel, and other metals. There is vast room to explore traditional lost wax casting, and personally, I will make further attempts to expand its application areas. For example, the lost wax method can be used to make cultural and creative products of our times. I'm very enthusiastic about exploring Asian casting skills because it is incredibly rewarding for me to understand history through the lens of a craft. Bronzeware has held a prominent position in the history of Chinese art, showcasing the ingenuity and creativity of ancient Chinese artisans. The traditional lost wax casting method used to create these exquisite pieces has stood the test of time, 
bearing witness to the enduring legacy of a Chinese craftsmanship. Zheng Dongping will continue to hold firm on this ground, allowing future generations to appreciate the remarkable artistic achievements of their ancestors. By gaining an understanding of the casting craft, many people can develop an interest in bronzeware. That is why we should present the casting process behind the numerous exquisite bronze pieces displayed in museums to more people and let them, especially those of younger generations, experience the joy of not only replicating these works, but also creating their own. It is like planting a seed in the soil. Although we don't know when it will sprout, we at least provide the choice for people to learn about bronzeware and casting methods. This is essential for those Asian skills to survive in modern times and even thrive in the future. With that, we conclude this edition of Footprints. Thanks for listening. If you are interested in hearing more about the lives of ordinary but incredible people in China, follow us on Apple Podcast. Just key in footprints and you can find more stories anytime, anywhere. The script of this episode was written by Gao Jiawei. I'm Ningjing. Bye for now. Bye for now.